0: This is Derek Moyer, and welcome to the Freedom Fighter Podcast. So welcome friends to this week's Freedom Fighter Podcast. We are inviting our good friend, Vince Gartland, uh, to share this week on rejection and your perception. Um, We're really focusing in on, you know, how we can suffer in our lives because we see things the wrong way. Because we're we're perceiving what's happening to us out of this place of rejection. Because we've been rejected before, we're expecting rejection. You know, we're believing people should give us things and, you know... um, we 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 uh, we think they're rejecting us but they're not really rejecting us at all. It's just how we perceive it and and are interpreting the situation. So we just ask for you know as. Uh as Vince is about to share this, we just ask for light for each person. I pray that you would hear some truth today that would make you free, that would bring clarity, that this isn't a burdensome subject. It's actually digging into uh, some, some hidden, um, you know, things in our hearts that can be playing out, that can be keeping us stuck. So I just pray today that you hear something fresh, that's that's in, in, in enlightening, that's going to liberate you and bring break you free. From from looking through the rejected eyes all the time. So God bless and be blessed with us uh, teaching. Do you
1: know I have so much I want to share this morning. After my holiday, God spoke some so clearly about rejection and how it works in our lives. But I'm still processing it. But do you know that? I feel the words that God's given me this morning are important for us all. And so uh, Derek's uh, recording it just now so that other folk can, uh, can enjoy this, other folk can enter into this, because th- this is the word of life. This is God's word for us. I just want to put something in before the message this morning. As we listen to this, can we really make it personal to us? And not be tempted to recognize others with the problems, others with the rejection issues. This is your story. This is my story. Not the person next to you, not your husband, not your wife, not that person who really irritates you. This is about you. Let God speak to you this morning. He has something to say just for you and to you. Will we live our lives as a victim or a victor? God, through Christ, has made us overcomers. He's made us more than conquerors, his word tells us. 1 John 2 and 8 speaks of the chaos of darkness and disorder on its way out and the light of Christ already blazing in our hearts. There's always, a, there's always something, there's always a situation, we always have an enemy whose job it is to throw water in that blaze in our hearts, to throw a cold towel over us, to dampen our spirits and to take away our joy. But there's always a choice from God and with God. He didn't program us always to say yes. Sadly, we say no all too often. We'll either see clearly through spiritualized God's provision for victory, or will we remain trapped as victims, preoccupied with what we can perceive and accomplish through our own natural vision and our own strength? Can I give you an analogy? The matrix of rejection can work like a pair of sunglasses. Dark lenses can subtly or significantly colour our vision. We see life and situations through that lens and react to this filtered reality as if, as if it were the truth. I spent last week with dark glasses on to filter out the strength of the sun, to make it more comfortable for me. But the reality is that that wasn't the truth. I wasn't seeing the sun in all its glory. I wasn't seeing the sun in all its brill- brilliance because I chose to wear those sunglasses. Many years ago God spoke to me in a very significant moment. I was a young pastor facing all the challenges that this ministry brings. One evening I was laying on God all my anxieties and concerns and really wondering, am I up to the job? Pastoring is about people, but people are about trouble and I include myself in this. We are the sheep of his pasture and like sheep, We can be really stubborn and we can wander off and do our own thing. As a pastor shepherd, you can't afford to get focused on people's problems or you'll end up being in the problem with them. So that night I was laying all this on God and he spoke to me with crystal clarity these words. says, Vince, I'm going to let you see them through my eyes. I'm going to let you see my sheep through my eyes. I'm going to let you see my people through my eyes. Sometimes I've forgotten those words from God and became Mr. Fix it again. But I can't fix any. I can't fix anybody's life and neither can you. God removed my sunglasses and I began to see people differently. It was life-changing for me and really it was truly the beginning of my ministry we so need to see our situation and circumstances through God's eyes get the sunglasses off how we see things get them removed and begin to see things clearly and truthfully how they are face the truth about ourselves because when we do that in the light of Christ there is only love and joy and freedom there is no condemnation A great example of this is out of Numbers 13, when Moses sent out the 12 spies to survey uh, Canaan, the promised land, and report back to him. When they returned, 10 of the spies were full of fear. Their minds were focused on the trouble, the trouble being there were giants in the land. The other two spies, Caleb and Joshua, and their report was full of God's vision. They saw it. They saw it through God's eyes. They'd taken off the sunglasses and they saw that God's way, not through fear, but through faith. Do you see how your personal relationship with God will determine your perspective? And your perspective will determine your decisions that you will make and your decisions will determine your destiny. Can I say that again? Do you see how your personal relationship with God will determine your perspective? This week, I've, I've spent the whole week in the morning time getting up early and spending time with God. And it's amazing how different God's perspective is than ours. We need to get the sunglasses off and see things as God sees us you. All 12 of them saw the promised land, didn't they? But only two believed they could conquer it. Let us go up at once and take possession of the land which God has promised, for we are well able to conquer it, Numbers 13 and 30. While the 10 did not believe, these were former slaves in Egypt, still with that slave mentality heavy on them. They were an oppressed people, Oppressed by the spirit of rejection. How sad is that? What a tragedy because of their victim mentality. They would never see the promised land. God has a plan for our life to take us to a different place and not to be subdued and and oppressed and subjected to uh, those rejections that all of us have experienced in our lives. Only Caleb and Joshua and the younger generation would enter the promised land. These were the sons and daughters of slaves, but they had never themselves been slaves. They had not known the oppression of life in Egypt. For us as Christians, we have been delivered from slavery. We have been set free through Christ. We will continue to... But the tragedy would be knowing... What Christ has done for us on the cross that we actually chose to continue as slaves we continue to act like slaves or do we act like we truly are free men and women allowing God to remove the shackles of rejection take off those sunglasses and see as God sees them through our relationship with him we can truly be free I know the effects that rejection's had in my life. And, you know, I probably was in denial for a large part of my life. You know, things happened. You receive rejection and you just kick them off. And you think to yourself, that's going, it's fine, it's fixed. But you don't realise that you're still seeing your life. You're looking ahead. You're looking at your future. You're looking at people through those rejected eyes. Your vision is blurred because of your experiences if, not, if it's never been dealt with. That's why it's so exciting with the theme that we're doing just now about rejection and breaking the power of it in our lives. Every good thing we experience in God can only come through intimacy with him. This week, as I spent quietly uh, in God's presence, the sense of intimacy with God, hearing Him so, so clearly every day, uncluttered by all the stuff that's around us on a day to day basis. Uh, Nothing clouded clarity like crystal. He is our Father, and we are His children. And he wants to parent us. He wants to look after us. He wants to speak to us. He wants to bring us on and bring us higher and higher so we understand greater and greater, so we're able to accomplish far, far more than we would ever have believed. And you may you may be thinking this morning, I've, I've achieved very little or nothing for God. That's not his plan for you. His plan is to heal you, to take off the shackles of rejection over any other thing, that holds you back and cause you to be free to be able to walk in him to walk in peace and enjoy and to really rejoice in his presence and know what it's like to walk in intimacy with god our earthly parents or other significant adults maybe have sent out messages of rejection to us by re- repeatedly discounting or ignoring our opinions thoughts or concerns That child becomes the know-it-all kid, desperate for acceptance and affirmation because he experiences an atmosphere of rejection at home. That same child as as an adult will continue that pattern of seeking attention and affirmation. When he fails to get the affirmation and respect he so badly wants, he can move into emotional manipulation, which in time can bring even more rejection. The power of the spirit of rejection flows from what we see and do, but it begins in our thought life. Our thoughts become our actions, and in time, they become reactions. There's a question to be asked at this point about our motives. Are our actions coming from a servant heart or a presumptuous heart? Let's look at a few manifestations of this. Do we demand too much of others? Do demands scare people and force them away from us? The antidote is to quietly serve and ask the Holy Spirit to change us. Do we have a desire to be noticed or recognized by others for the way God is working in our lives? Are we always the first person to speak? Learn to be a better listener. There's power in listening and asking questions, rather than stating well-learned opinions. Rejection can cause you to show disrespect to others. Proverbs ten seventeen tells us, He who heeds discipline shows the way to life, but whoever ignores correction leads others astray. When we carry a spirit of rejection, we can be given to public outbursts, when we feel opposed and we react defensively. Philippians 2, 14 and 16. Do everything without complaining or arguing so that you may become blameless and pure, children of God without fault in a crooked and depraved generation, in which you shine like stars in the universe as you hold out the word of life, in order that I may boast on the day of Christ, that I did not run or labour for nothing. All of us have experienced rejection in one shape or other, and we also have rejected others. There are qualities we need to develop and to allow us to become that whole person. Patience. Respect for others. Reliability, letting our yes be yes and our no be no, integrity, truthfulness, honesty, understanding, openness, putting others first, having a servant's heart. Do you ever think why God has given us two ears in one mouth? I think the message is clear, that God wants us to listen more than speak. To God and to others. These are all values we'll need to become a victor and cease to be being a victim and overcome that spirit of rejection in our lives. You see our struggle is never against that person or persons who have rejected us. It's against the evil one, the one who uses our experiences of rejection to keep us trapped, (coughs) excuse me, undiminished. One of the saddest thoughts I can ever have in my head and looking at my brothers and sisters in Christ and thinking it would be an awful tragedy if they lived out their lives still ensnared with us, that they never reached their full potential, they walked with God, yes, save people, will go to heaven, yes, but they walked diminished, not in the full glory of God, and the full plan of God unfolding in their lives. That, to me, is a terrible tragedy. God wants and means us, means to kill that spirit of rejection or the memory of it, to cease it from filling our hearts and minds so we can finally take our focus from what we face today and instead consider what a wonderful future God has prepared for us. And we no longer look at the storm, but we look to God who controls the storm. Can we trust God? Can we simply trust God? No matter what our experiences we have had in our formation, in our formative years, He can fix us. For only God can take all the tough circumstances of our lives and use them to prepare us for our God to come into our destiny, to heal our hearts, to heal our brokenness, to remove that rejection, to remove that burden, and to walk with God in freedom and light. Lord God, this morning, I praise you for your word. I thank you, Lord God, that what your desire for us for us, is your, your sons and your daughters this morning. And Father, I pray, Lord God, that that word, Lord God, will enter every heart that hears it. And I ask this in the mighty name of Jesus. Amen.
0: This has been the freedom fighter podcast thanks for listening everybody if you want to connect with our services or you want more info or details about upcoming events connect with us online at www.freedomfighter.life or drop us an email at info at freedomfighters.life. till next time god bless you